This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. And what a lovely morning it is. <laughs> Good morning, husband. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Ooh, I'm doing well. I'm actually doing very well. I feel well rested. I feel like life is good right now. <laughs> That's good. You didn't have to travel. I Not yet. No, <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, life is good. I feel like all caught up. I don't feel as discombobulated as I had previous weeks and things like that. So I'm, I'm in a good way now. That's good. Yeah. How about you? How are you? I'm wonderful. Things are going well with work and with my social life and with my marriage. Oh, good. Those are all very good things. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. It's, yeah. It's been kind of a busy week and we're getting ready. I'm so excited. It's like, I feel like time is is going by so quickly. It is. In like a month, my little sister is graduating from college. It's crazy. I know. I'm like crazy about it. Like, it's it's nuts. I just can't believe how, how again, quickly time has gone by. It's It's crazy. It's going to be exciting. It is. It's going to be an interesting couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. We're Tons also, of trips. We're also going out of town for your grandparents, who should be our hashtag gay relationship, well, relationship <laughs> goals in general, right? They've been together for like almost seven, what, 70 75. years? 75 years. It's 75. nuts. So, yeah. God, those are definitely goals within themselves, right? Yes. It's super incredible. Um, speaking of which, I guess we can hop right into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the sure, week. Sure, why don't we? Yeah. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will highlight a great couple within the community as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity to the gay relationship narrative. If you and or your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, Please just tag us on some of your great couples pictures on Instagram, and Tony and I are going to take a look at it. Um, our handle is at Pod Relationship, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. This week, we are going to highlight a couple that I actually started following a little while back. Um, they're super interesting. Um, one of them, Kit Williamson, is the creator of an Emmy-nominated LGBT series called Eastsiders. I was uh, a huge fan of Kit. He's actually an actor and has been in in multiple shows and things like that. Like, you've probably seen him on Mad Men, um, like a couple of other really, really great television shows. But his, he and his husband, John Halbeck, um, I've been, like, following them and, touching like checking in with them and all of the great things that they do i just love them and their love for one another they literally their instagrams are like devoted to the time that they spend with one another which Mm. is like great they both model for mr turk which is which has turned into like a gay designer like Mm. (laughs) a lot of the gays on social media wear mr turk clothing Um, But then in addition to that, they, um, like, again, they are, they both act on Eastsiders together. Mm. Um, And they are super lovely, very, again, just active on social media. And I just, again, just enjoy the way that they spend time with one another. Um, Again, pictures all over the place. They used to live here in Astoria. Oh. And then they moved to California. Boo. Which is a little depressing because now that we don't have access to them like we used to. <laughs> um, but again, they're really, really just interesting. And, and again, I'm always a huge fan of couples that 
um, you know, just show the brighter side of, of loving one another and being together and having fun together with one another. And I think that that's what I love the most about them is like everything that they do, they do together and it all looks fun. Right. Mm. Like they're like they're very active and they go to all kinds of really great gay themed events um, and they're just together with one another always. And, and I ju- like I said, I just think that it's very, very heartwarming. And I think it's really, really great to see that kind of positivity out there in terms of gay couples. We need it. Yeah, definitely. So if you are interested in following Kit Williamson and John Halbeck, you can follow them on Instagram um, John Halbeck is John Halbeck, uh, H-A-L-B-A-C-H. Um, and you can follow his husband, Kit Williamson, who is literally spelled out at Kit Williamson, <laughs> W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N. And again, that is on Instagram. Definitely follow those guys and tell them that the guys from Relationship said howdy. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. If you live in the New York City area and are looking for more relationship content, please join us for our monthly group meeting, where we will discuss relationship topics with like-minded couples and singles within the community. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. That's shit with an exclamation point, not an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the page. This group will give you an opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue focusing on important relationship topics and will help you to connect and have fun with others within our community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting. And we are back. So this week's discussion um, is about hearing versus listening. Uh, and about the idea of trying to understand completely uh, what someone is saying. So in the spirit of that, husband, I would like to listen while you tell me what this means to you. Um, I think that during the course of a relationship that there are things that, of course, come up that might be bothersome or irritating or, you know, uh, problematic in terms of a person's opinion about the relationship and things like that, right? Or things that are happening within the relationship. Um, And I think that hearing someone is not the same thing as listening to them. I think hearing is just a passing situation. Like, you know that they're bitching about something, but you don't really care because you're not committed to the situation. Whereas listening takes... A commitment and an actual understanding of what is going on and trying to come up with a way to fix said problem um, so as to move forward um, and maybe do things differently or like, you know, compromise and or agree on something so that everyone can live harmoniously. And I think that that is the difference. And I feel like, again, um, all too often we as people... We don't like being told what to do. We don't enjoy being criticized. Um, We have a really, really difficult time with conflict. Um, And so we often just hear a person's complaints or grievances. (laughs) And we don't necessarily listen to what's going on and kind of take some time to, like, look at ourselves 
and figure out what it is that we're doing to make our partner feel that way. Mm. And I think that that's really important. I agree. I agree. So, you know, there's all these great, um, all these great management books about how to um, handle being in a relationship, being a supervisor. There's these older books about the same topics, but we used to call those philosophy. Um, and I would argue that they're actually the same thing. Um, but there's this wonderful concept throughout the string of those when it talks about how you manage yourself as opposed to trying to externalize um, these sorts of things. There's these two you know, sort of competing paradigms. One is you're, I hesitate to say the problem, but you're the locus of the issue. Um, and that means that you have all the control and all the responsibility. And then there's those that try to project it out on other things like external systems and things like that. And I think it's you. I think it's you have all the power, and I think that's really scary. Um, but I think it's also really true. And so the purpose behind all of these things, the goal to true success, they say, is to really listen to your customer. And I would say that the concept of customer changes, right? So there's the actual customer, like the person that's you know getting a contract with you or whatever, there's your own staff who are your customer because what they're buying is your leadership skills and your motivation. And then in relationships, your partner is your customer and they are looking for love and support and understanding. And so the, the way they say to be truly successful is just try to understand what they want and what they're saying first. Like too often we are just waiting for our turn to speak. Uh, and we're all, you know, while someone else is talking, we're thinking about what we're going to say instead of trying to hear, uh, trying to really listen to what they're saying. And so I, I and anytime I read um, on this sort of topic where it says, don't even care what your opinion is, like, you know, your opinion, that doesn't matter. What matters is what the other person is saying. You don't know that you don't know how they feel and they're trying to tell you. And so why you would be distracted from that, um, you know, in any way just doesn't make sense to me. Like, don't wait for your turn. Don't try to express your opinion. Make the very first thing you do to try and understand what the person is telling you. You'll get your turn. You'll get to say what you need to say. I'm not telling you you have to compromise your feelings on the topic. Um, but before you get emotional, before you get defensive, before you get heated, before you feel the need to be listened to, make it a point to just understand what the person is telling you. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think that what ends up happening all too often is we forget that 99% of a grievance within a relationship is all about feelings. We forget that the other person has feelings. And feelings can't be justified. Mm. And we spend so much time trying to argue a person's feelings. But if there's one thing that we own as people is our feelings, right? We, we own our own feelings. No one else has any ownership in that. And so if I'm coming to you because of a way that you made me feel about something, there's nothing that you are going to be able to say that is going to justify or try to make my feelings incorrect, right? Right. They're my feelings. So I, at the end of the day, you made me feel a way. And that just needs to be acknowledged. Now, if your intention was not to do that, 
you're more than welcome to say that you never intended on doing that, that like that is completely fine and you can address that. But you can't take away from the fact that you made me angry or you made me sad or you hurt my feelings or you confused me. Like those are things that need to be addressed. And and, and that at the end of the day is the meat and potatoes of the situation. That is 99% of the situation. The other 1% is us coming upon a way to like figure out how to not do that going forward. Mm. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, and that's just all it is. So that is where listening comes in. You know, you, when you did X, Y, and Z, it made me feel this way. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry that I made you feel that way because that was not my intention. Please help me understand what I need to do going forward so that I never have to make you feel that way. That is listening. Right. These, that right. is listening. And, and all too often what we do is when you're hearing what a person is saying, you know, oh my gosh, when you did X, Y, and Z, you made me feel this way. Well, I don't know why you would feel that way. That wasn't what I was supposed to do. See, that's combative. You're just hearing them and then you're taking offense to the fact that someone pointed something out about you and you, quote unquote, don't do anything wrong. That's a problem. And so now you're coming at them because they pointed out something negatively about you. And it's not even negatively about you. It's just something you did to make them feel a way. And that needs to be addressed. And so I, I just think that we have to do better in life. I agree. In in listening to you, I think, you know, I want to challenge you just a little bit because you said two things that I think m- might be a, like subtly different. So one one thing you said is that you have to, you know, the only thing you really can own is your feelings, right? Or your emotions, if we want to call them that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, when you said that, you started to say, when you do this, it made me feel this way. And what I wanted to uh, respond, but instead I was going to listen instead of waiting for my turn to talk. And in doing that, I heard you change what you said, which was when you did this, I felt oh, this yeah. way. But that's a very valid point. And there's a difference between that. Like no one can make, make you, you do anything. You're absolutely right. No one can make you do anything. They can't make you feel anything. They can't make you do anything. That is yours and you should own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is appropriate to say when you do this, I feel this way. I agree. Because that is true and you're not attributing it. You're not blaming them. And in saying that, the compassion in your partner and the love and respect they have for you will be pulled out more readily than this defense mechanism thing, right? Because you don't want the defense mechanism. You want their compassion. You want their support. So if there's a, and it's a subtle difference, but if someone said to me, you made me really angry, I'd be like, no, I didn't. That's on you. And that would just make them angrier. But if someone said to me, when you did this, I felt really angry. I would immediately think, oh, I don't want you to feel angry. See, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. You feel angry. I don't want you to feel angry. Right. Now you're not threatening me. No, that now you're a, just eliciting compassion. That is a very, very, very valid point. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think you went there. I just, I wanted to sort of dis- make that distinguish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I think that that is awesome. Because I think that's an important part too. Like if you look at, you know, some of the basics of cu- couples counseling, you know, that's one of the things they talk about is to make I statements. Mm. So, and you might be really surprised, um, you know, and this is, this is a little bit off topic, but you can't change another person, but if you change the script, the other actors have to adapt. So something as simple as making I statements instead of blaming someone else, 
you're not changing them, but they have to respond to that in a different way than they've been responding to you before. Sure, absolutely. Um, So it can be a really helpful tool to sort of foster listening and and honesty and compassion. Do you feel that you are good at listening? You know, I have my moments. Um, I don't particularly think that I'm good at anything. I think that's why I'm, you know, here on this planet is to learn how to get better at those things. Do I try to do that? Yes. Um, You know, have I been told I'm a good listener? Yes. But do I also see when I'm not one? Absolutely. Um, And I think it's especially challenging in my relationship with you. But that's because I have so much riding on that that I get tied up in how much it matters to me. Um, And it gets difficult for me to sort of tease out those emotions and to uh, do exactly what I suggested other people do, which is strive to, to listen and understand you first. Um, I think that's a very normal human thing is to, to want to be heard. Um, so there are days when I think I'm better at it than others. There are times where I see myself fluctuating within the same conversation where I'm good at it and then I'm not so good at it. Yeah. I would say that you're getting much better at it. Mm. I think it is something that, and I recognize there's been a significant difference in like how you um, manage and or handle conflict within our relationship. Not that there's a ton of conflict or anything, but like if ever there's like a scenario that comes up that is a disagreement, you handle it differently. I try. And it's helpful. And I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you... Um, you are a very emotional soul. I am. And I think that... And you also don't enjoy being told what to do. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I would never deny either of those yeah. things. And so what happens with you, you're not very good at conflict because those things always threaten you. Like those, like being told what to do and or feeling uh, and then or like being caught up in your emotions behind it and stuff like that is always what ends up taking you from listening to hearing mm-hmm. um which is always a thing but i do i will say that you have more control over that these days well you know what's so funny about it what's so interesting is like at work the easiest way to settle uh, an issue for me is if you are my superior just tell me what to do and i tell various bosses over the years that that very thing I know how I think and feel about this particular issue, but you're in charge. So just tell me what to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And honestly, like, I am emotionally disconnected from it. I'm totally fine because I recognize that whatever we're talking about is actually not a big deal, and I don't have to, you know, get all wrapped up in it. But then I do the exact opposite thing at home, Mm -hmm. which I find to be so funny. It's just so interesting. Well, I think that's kind of the thing that happens within a gay relationship within itself, right? Because I think that when a man is with a woman, typically a man has to take a dominant role, right? They tend to be the quote-unquote head of household. So that's like... like natural but i think when you have two guys i'm trying to hear you but i some of the stuff you're saying i kind of want to interrupt i'm talking about societally okay and the way that we feel about things i'm not talking about normally i okay again i'm just talking about for face value in this situation but i think what happens with two guys is it's kind of like who is the head dog of the situation right so you're less eager to listen to me because you are in charge of your own reality and so if I am coming in and inserting my reality into your reality it doesn't 
have any space for you, right? Mm. And so that's what ends up making it a little bit more difficult. So I feel like those things just a little bit diff- are more challenging. I think that that's a reason why a lot of guys right now are threatened by women. I think that a lot more women these days are not taking hyper-masculine bullshit anymore. As well they shouldn't. As well they shouldn't. And so women are literally at this point right now where they're saying, fuck you. Like, no, this is how I want it to happen, kind of thing like that. And you need to be okay with that. And guys are calling women difficult. Or, or bitches. Bitches mm-hmm. or anything like that. And or it, domineering. Or dominant. Yeah, and they don't... Uh, have a space. I can't deal with a woman that's like that because she talks too much or she got too much to say or do you, and and what it really is is women are not taking that subservient role anymore. Well, but, the, the men who typically say that are weak. I mean, sure, let's just call it like it is. Sure. You're threatening me and I don't want an equal. <laughs> right. No, I want somebody that I can control and or boss around. Yeah. And that's it. And, yeah. and it's not cute. It's no. not okay. And so, you know, it's just very, very challenging. And so I think that that's what ends up happening. I don't know that I... I think I'm a decent listener. I wouldn't give myself like a 10 out of 10 in terms of listener. I think that like I would give myself a 7. The only reason why I would do that is because I... And you know this, I'm an overanalyzer. So I spend so much time trying to think about things from your perspective. Right? So I spend a ton of time putting myself, and I, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. Um, you know, my family would say that I'm a bleeding heart and I'm kind of like the mayor of everybody's situation. <laughs> I check in with everybody, right? I will say that my retail, I worked for a really great retailer um, that taught me how to fit people for jeans according to their body type. So I spent a ton of time, like, talking to people I was like almost counseling them into finding jeans which is sounds kind of weird but it's what really happened jean shopping is awful as everyone knows but like what I would do is like make the process easier so I would end up finding I wouldn't put my beliefs on you I would end up listening to what it is that you're looking for and find the jean that fit that and so I spend a lot of time inside of your head which is dangerous within itself <laughs> um but it's kind of cluttered up. Yeah, there. right. But I spent uh, I spend a lot of time looking at things from your perspective. So I feel like I listen well because I almost always know what you're going to say or how you're going to feel about something before you even say or feel it. Um, so that's the reason why I feel like I am a good listener. I feel like I'm not good at it because I don't give I, I don't necessarily give you the opportunity to always come out with it because I always kind of like write it all because I'm like I know what you're going to say about the situation <laughs> like it's a you never get to actually express it but again nine times out of ten exactly what I thought you were going to say is what comes out of your mouth but you feel like you never get the ability to express yourself because I don't give you that ability because I always am like beating you to the gun right is what ends up happening so again I I feel like I'm a decent listener I feel like I'm a good listener again ever evolving always learning right I I, I try to be better at it but I feel like that's where I'm at within that realm Mm. which is a thing but it's good but again those who are looking to be in a relationship those who are interested those who are in relationships right now um I, it would really help 
to practice. Practice with your friends right now. Listen, listen, listen. Don't just hear what is going on. You can do it with your relationship with your family too. Like, listen to what's going on. Stop trying to comment on everything. Everything doesn't need a response. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just recently said that to my brother, I think is what I said. Everything doesn't always need a response. Sometimes it's okay to just let a person say what they need to say and then just leave, say what they need to say and just let it be a thing, right? And just let it be a thing. Um, and, And you don't necessarily need to comment on it. Just let it be and let it be done. You know, I think there are, um, uh, thankfully, a wonderful amount of various pieces of information related to this. Exercises you can do, articles you can read, simple stuff. So this is one of those things I would encourage you, since it's such a universal skill, and it can be used in such a variety of, of places in your life, not just your intimate relationships, but all your other ships as well, um, that I would just encourage you do a quick bit of reading. Uh, you'd be amazed at some of the just simple, subtle things that you can find out there. Um, and like Marco said, uh, practice because it's the only way you're going to get good at it. Sure. Awesome. All right. Well, let's take a short break. Let's please. And we'll be back in just a bit. Hey, folks. It's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need a favor. Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review Relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast, and your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's block. (laughs) Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationship better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. Thanks! the volume good yep yeah we're good we are back we're so excited because right now we are finally getting the opportunity to interview two of our favorites sean and shayla are here with us today say hello ladies hello ladies (laughs) hey there (laughs) we're so excited sean and shayla we've been talking literally for a little while now about trying to get together so that we can finally do this interview and I'm glad that we're able to finally sit down and make Fetch happen. These finally. ladies are busy. Yeah. <laughs> finally. It's so good. So, I mean, why don't you guys start by like telling, our, introducing yourselves to our listeners and telling them a little bit about you. Quick bio. Ladies first. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> you. <laughs> um, wow. I don't think I've ever really this I feel like you know what I feel like? This is like one of those dating apps. And yeah. like, <laughs> you're at the table, you have five minutes to impress me. No, like, I'm Chuck Woolery and this is Love Connection. I <laughs> am a black woman <laughs> that is very powerful these days. And these I am no, I, I'm definitely I'm a black woman and I am originally from Baltimore. I grew up in Bronx, New York. And I am a creative spirit. I'm just kind of like flying around this universe and going with the flow. <laughs> I love, love. And that was Shayla, by the way. Yes. yes. Sorry. It's that okay. is my name. <laughs> I have a name. <laughs> I'm a real girl. <laughs> 
My name is Shayla. Uh, I like to go by Styler. I feel like I'm trying to fill so many sides of myself, but um, yeah, I, I go by Styler as an ER and Styler as in you are. Because, I love it. Uh, you're a styler. I want multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a Gemini. You have them. <laughs> it's good. All right. Um, Go ahead. It's my turn? Yeah, oh. it sure is. <clears throat> my name is Sean. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Uh, Sean's also an actress. I don't know if you guys have that yet. Uh, no, um, my name is Sean. I'm um, I'm Shayla's partner, her fiance now. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like we need one of those like confetti. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll put the sound I just, I'm still getting used to saying that. I just used up my last one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to saying that. Um, other than that, I I'm pretty silly. I I do stand up. Um, I'm an actor, a painter. Um, and a boss bitch too. Don't forget that. <laughs> I'm no Beyonce. You uh, said um, a boss bitch, not the boss. Bitch. Point taken. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about myself. I'm in my 30s. Um, I'm diving back into all of my creativity. I just started the trumpet. I'm really excited about it. Wow. I know, right? I tried to play the trumpet for a minute. I didn't like the way my cheeks felt. Yeah. <laughs> my, my face was messing up your high cheekbones. They like, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I was always worried about splitting my lip, but then I found out it was a myth, and it depends on how you blow. Phrasing. And uh, <laughs> it's actually working for me. I am a very good blower. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Huh? Go figure. So, um, yeah. Uh, relationship exclusive right there. <laughs> That'll be uh, on the next episode. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm better with questions. I don't know. I'm I love not really it. good at describing Well, myself. no, that's good. We just wanted to give our listeners a little bit of a background and a, a teeny bit of insight into y'all. Okay. So they knew who we was getting ready to talk to for the next X amount of minutes. So it'll be fun. Um, so how would you... Now, this is a loaded question, but I would love to see how y'all are going to answer it. How do you identify... Sean, Shayla, no, no, no. How do you? I, yeah, yeah. Styler, Styler, I don't know. as in a human being, or like as sexuality, sexual, or all, like of what? all of the above, all of anything, any way that you yeah. choose to answer that. Um, I love that you said seven thousand words or less. Yeah, that is very limited <laughs> yeah. when you think about it. I undid. I, I um, what am I trying to say? Okay? <laughs> I, 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 words. I identify with being a female. Okay. Um. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. A female, and I don't really think about myself in terms of labeling myself uh, sexuality-wise, even though I am in a same-sex relationship. I usually just state that I am in a same-sex relationship. Gotcha. So then do you uh, do you identify with the LGBTQ community? I do, and sometimes I feel like they don't think I do. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you? Why do you feel that way? Because everything needs a label. And mm. if you're not owning something, then you're not proud of it. You know, and mm. it's like, no, I'm just okay with what I am. And I respect others and the way that they want to be represented or the way they want to be spoken. I mean, if, if you want someone to know that you are a gay man or that you are a lesbian woman or that, you know, like, 
you are transgendered. I don't think anything's wrong with that if that's what you want. For me, I don't. I don't know. I just want to be seen as a female human being. <laughs> I can't change my clitoris right now. Yeah. I don't have enough money to do so. And I don't have a desire to do so. Right. So I am okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I love, that's why I said it's a loaded question. Of the week. <laughs> no, but that is exactly why I said it's a loaded question, and I'm very interested to hear it because I knew I was going to get something super prolific from Shayla. Oh gosh. I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be like mind-blown scenario right no. there. So it was great. No, I love it. That's fantastic. And just so you know, this gay community accepts you. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you. We adore you. J'adore you, in fact. Um, what about you, Sean? Have you thought... We've had many conversations about this at certain points, mm-hmm. but how would you say that you identify? As Sean. If you do. Okay. As Sean. Um, not, I mean, not even a female because just the label. I mean, by definition, yes, I'm a female. I have, you know, female parts, anatomy, but I always, I always defied that definition by being a tomboy, but then loving shopping and being girly by being, you know, rough, but at the same time being equally soft. And when it, I'm Sean. I'm always ever evolving. So, like she said, with the whole label, I don't, I don't like labels either. But I do understand that we're a human race, and we like to feel a part of something. And um, I love that I'm a part of the queer community. I just don't have an empathy for them anymore. I am a part of it. I mm. love that. Um, but at the same time, I don't like labels. I considered myself queer, even, even though I was with men. And so. and that's kind of I and, and for me even like of course I'm in a gay relationship mm-hmm. by all definitions right but I've all I've kind of owned the title queer lately mm-hmm. just because I feel like it is kind of all encompassing it's just for those others yeah. in society and I do appreciate that because you know of course I love my husband and I like being married to him but there's still something super um, amazing about females that I find myself drawn to females as well like and of course I'm with my husband but Mm -hmm. I I don't know that that fully defines me as gay but I think that the gay community would say that I need to be defined as like she said like even even with lesbians like when I when I meet lesbians they're like okay but this is just a phase for you or you're not really gay or something like that or you're not really a lesbian like I last time I checked last night I was totes (laughs) my goat it's not to say that I want to be pegged as that but it is it's I'm I'm not as welcomed I don't or I don't know. Like how you said it, you, you were just not really embraced. I'm not really embraced that way or seen as that way. You know? I'm not around. You guys are I'm my not, favorite lesbian, non-lesbian couple. You know what's funny? I don't feel like I'm around a lot of people who are necessarily like. Um, I don't know. You got to be. I think it's a maturity thing too. Yes, and I may be speaking like way off, just but based on my experience, younger people tend to need to know. Right. And you, there's this idea of like, well, what what is it? You know, claim one side. But I have plenty of friends who have had same sex relationships or same sex encounters or, you know, same sex, same sex sexual experiences. And I don't think of any of them as gay or even not gay. Do you I just really see it as just like in my community, people are experiencing and they are being themselves and they're we're creating hopefully 
within a community of the human race, a comfortable space of saying, it's okay if you want to try something else. I might not want to try it, but it's cool if you want to try it. And I don't think of you any differently or less if you're my friend, if you are trying something that is queer, you know? I think it actually depends on the the person. I don't even think it's age. I think it's it's really funny because when you when you said oh like it depends on like what type of relationship you know you're in and how they want to label you and the age that they are like no it for me it always was like it's a a person just open just open-minded and just open thinking I never thought of even queer as sexuality I thought it to me it was synonymous with being eccentric Mm. It wasn't even like I never even thought of it sexuality wise. So do you think though it's interesting that you said that you feel like it's the younger community. I personally feel like the older community are the people that need definitions. Yeah. Like the Same. older community yeah. are the people that are like, oh uh, well one. if you've experienced a man, so, you're yeah. gay. Mm-hmm. When I mean and, and I mean in my past in my experience of because she's not my first uh, female same sex experience. Mine, so in in my lifetime, I feel like it was more of a big deal to have a label when I was younger. Mm. So I'm Understood. sorry mm. that that statement is more of younger people, as in like when I was at that age of like, mm. well, so wait, are you do you do girls or guys? I'm like, or like how is that? You and know, it was just, that was this inquisitive yeah. thing, right? Everyone needed to know define. And then by the time we I got to thirty. Everyone was coming out, right? In mm. the sense, having conversations about, well, yeah, I slept with a girl before, or oh, I, or people were just dating people, and then they were just showing up with them, and you're like, oh, it's a girl, <laughs> you know, and and then you're sitting there like, okay, and everyone was just like, okay, that's who they're dating, and they might want to talk about it, and they don't, might not want to, and why is it a big deal? Why do we need to talk about it if that's the decision they made? And I felt like that was silently what was happening. It was kind of like everyone was just accepting that, like cool do your thing that person make you happy awesome mm. maybe i might want to know when because i've never seen you with anybody else or maybe you had secret sexual relationships and i just didn't know you know but i feel like now in my life the people in my age group i don't feel like there is this need for uh for labels yeah, yeah i don't have many people that have had similar experiences to mine whether they are in a same-sex relationship or had same-sex uh, same sexual sort of experiences connections, or yeah. connections, yeah, that are saying, well, then you are a lesbian or you're bisexual or you're like, I don't find that dialogue in my community. And I think it depends on the, the uh, like you said, the communities that you're around because what I've experienced was um, this this playful you know, inquisitive, oh my God, so what is it like? And don't you miss men? Like, it's it's more of like a, a jovial thing. And they're in their 30s. And they're more shocked that I discovered this so late. It's more of a thing like, do you think you'll ever go back? And, you know, that kind of thing. That's So interesting. Yeah, so it interesting. is. But then I have the other group of people that's just like, that's what's up. Good that the you. good for you, yeah. you know. It's so it's um, and then I have other people like I would have never guessed that, and then there's other people that's like, wow, she's really hot, and you're really hot, and you're both feminine. <laughs> it wow, totally makes that's sense. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, God, that is a whole other episode, and I would love to even talk so much more about that. That is so fascinating. Um, so you guys already told us about uh, you guys being engaged, so that's fascinating. I love it. Congratulations. Thank you. We love we love what there's like wedding fever going on. Like, you guys are, like, the fourth friend that we have that is, it's like, engaged, sure. engaged and or getting married sometimes soon. It's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of love. 
Yeah. It's Trump's president, so everyone's just like, just do it. Just just, do just it. get it over with. Just marry who you want to marry. Yeah. Just do it right now. We don't talk about him here. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you two That's been funny. together? I'm sorry. How long have you two been together? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna not answer this one. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let her take it because it's um she never answers this one and is this I a debate? am it not. Is. It's not, not a, a debate, debate, but it's not a debate. It is. Uh, like when people ask that question growing up you're like oh when's the first date when's blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. but when you're dealing with someone whom you were even trying to figure out if this should be a relationship in that sense or not there's like this whole period of like you guys discovering each other Mm. do you count that or not or do you only count from the moment you both were like okay let's do it we're in on a full relationship you know like so which one do you guys like because i know the answer to one i go from the beginning (laughs) of the beginning be the beginning of everything because you begin sharing with that person at that point so i mean so i mean like technically tony and i when we first started talking to one another one another it was in june of 2009 we don't count that and then our first actual date was okay. in August, which is our anniversary, which is like our dating anniversary. Because it oh, was literally okay. like that moment that we met one another. We've kind of haven't been apart from one another since oh. then. So that's kind yeah. of like, that's how we count it. Um, but weird. if we, I, I don't, we just kind of fell into being boyfriends. Like it wasn't, there was no like she surprised defined me. moment. She surprised me. She like told somebody at the party. She was like... I told them we a couple. And I was like, I do oh. not tell them that. She always over-dramatizes this. Yes. <laughs> we, we were showing up to places Wait a minute, together. Wait a question. We were showing okay. up to places together all the time. And so we had a particular... I would consider her a friend. Um who I we went to a holiday party and she just organically asked because we were very cuddly. It's like you can't expect that like you're gonna like hold somebody close and no one's gonna ask if they if if they didn't hear me no, ever talking about a right. woman, you know? Right. And so she said to me, you know, do you and you know Sean have something going on? And then just at that moment I was tired of like trying to explain it to people or just saying no and I thought it was just stupid. Like I'm grown. I'm so this is an adult show, right? I yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, I'm so fucking grown. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks, even if it is just that we're fucking. Like, right. I don't care. You right. know, it's like, I think it's crazy that, we ha- that we're hiding from people that we're fucking. Like, so she asked me, do you and Sean have something going on? And I said to her, yeah, something like that. And she was like, oh, really? She was like, I knew it was just a certain chemistry between you all. So, how she interpreted that is how she interpreted that. I went downstairs and hugged her and just informed her that at least this person knew that something was happening between us. Her interpretation my is interpretation, that. Which we're about to hear. My interpretation <laughs> is she comes down. We're all waiting for an Uber. We're, we're a mutual friend and her guy. We're waiting for the Uber. She comes down the stairs and she's all bubbly. And I'm like, oh, and it's winter time. It's December drinking. 20th. <laughs> <laughs> holiday party. Who's it's, not bubbly at a holiday hey, party? Hey, I didn't talk. Listen, not here. <laughs> so <laughs> so she, she, she like does a little tiptoe down the stairs and she's all happy. And she has this huge shawl. And she comes over to me and she gives me a big old hug. And now I'm like wrapped in a cloak. Mm-hmm. She has me in her grip. And, she, and then she whispers in my ear. She's like, just so you know, such and such asked. And I told her, you know, we're together, you know. And I was just like, oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. 
And then later on, that's when the conversation came up of, okay, so what is this? Because now we're actually telling people. Hmm. And not to say that telling people was a bad thing, but now you... I don't want to say but you. But what are we actually but, telling people? But not only people? that, but exactly. now I'm yeah. confronting something that I didn't want to confront. I think that was another mm. thing why I started bugging her about, hey... Now that we're telling people what are like what are we? Because now I already had internal conflicts about this. Now mm-hmm. I have to address them. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a word to them. I'm becoming a part of a community, and I'm I have to own it. I actually have to own it. It's not a secret. So that's what I interpreted it as. I'm not saying it happened. There's your truth. There's We've my been truth. We've together the for three years. She okay. Just wrote that. She just and <laughs> that was the whole. Answer. We will leave it at that. <laughs> It has never taken me this long to get to the number three. <laughs> Wait, but at the very beginning, what? What? How many years would it have been? Been since the first kiss. Since the first kiss, it would be five years. Okay. Wow! So five years, and then just dating together, being together, it would be three years. Like so, actual, actual dating, like meaning, every, like people knew, you know, like I had told my mom or like you know that you mm-hmm. know, you yeah that's three mm-hmm. okay i love it and how many did you think it was um because you said wrong. you knew yeah i didn't and i you... was wrong once again hmm. i always give like one year short of what you say i mean but technically it's, me, it's like two it's and me. a half because three would be uh september you're right so that's the only reason why i'm just Rounding up, off. especially yeah. considering that we're admitting like all those years before, so I was just like three's a good place to go. <laughs> it's between two and five. I like the thought process. So our episode today is about uh, hearing versus listening, and. I mean, you guys are in a Did you guys tell her that before we came on? Because she definitely threw that at me like a couple minutes ago. Yes. A little bit. And yes, she did. A little bit. Wow. A little bit. So we, um, so in this. (laughs) But but wait, but wait, wait, wait. In her defense, you were here too when we told her. (laughs) (laughs) See that? You see that? (laughs) Um, So we're talking about hearing versus listening. Of course, by our definition, hearing is like the, uh, when you're with your partner, just hearing them, it's like that whole want, want, want scenario, right? Where like, you hear what they're saying, but you're mainly rolling your eyes the entire time. Mm-hmm. Whereas listening is more so the ability to like, actually pay attention to what your partner is saying, processing it and trying to come upon a solution or an mm-hmm. agreement or something like that beyond, behind that whole thing. And by those definitions of of what we're talking about within this episode. um, I'm going to start with Sean. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Shayla's ability to listen when you have a problem that you present to her? Is it hot? I mean, you are wearing a turtle bag. Did it suddenly (laughs) get Um, No, I've... uh... I know Jerry Springer moments, y'all. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. I would, I would give her a 
Can we do decimals? Can we do decimals? Oh, sure. Sure. Do, I mean, as long as it's not like something obnoxious, like a point three. Oh. Because that's going to be like... Oh, no, that's petty. I would never say that. I would yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say she's like a... She's like a... Um, like a... Some days she's a 7.5, and then other days she's an 8. She's okay. a solid 8. When she's really in her feelings, she's a solid 8. And when she's just day-to-day, she's about a 7, seven to 7.5. Okay. Shayla, how would you rate Sean's ability to listen? <laughs> Actually listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of numbers. All I'm thinking is, like, I gotta go home. <laughs> um, no, no, this is a safe space. This is a safe space. Um, I would say, I would say she's a solid five and a half. Okay, we're gonna dig into that in a moment, Tony. So, no, 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 no. What would you rate my ability to listen? <laughs> to listen. With you, you have two different ratings. You have what appears to be happening in the immediate moment, and then you have what happens over a a small amount of time. So, and I've told you this before, I don't feel like you are listening in the moment, even though you are, but it doesn't appear that way because you're so ready with your opinion. It's because I'm quick-witted, but continue. Like like just now. So much sad. I love it. But within a day or two sometimes, but usually less, I would say you are probably at about, I'm, I'm thinking around the same, like around an eight, seven and a half, eight. Um, and a lot of that is because of your ability to process and internalize and remove yourself from the situation. Um, that's where I think a lot of that comes from. So that's why I say it, cause it takes time to do that. So that's why I say there's like these two things, but in the end I'd say, yeah, about an eight. Hmm. Moving on to the next question. Oh yeah. You don't want to ask me <laughs> that. You don't want to ask you that question. Go ahead. No, it's Go interesting ahead. because I, I would kind of put you into two different categories. Mm-hmm. I would put the new and improved Tony mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. where I would give you like a solid seven. Mm-hmm. Like I think that you are still learning. Mm-hmm. And that you are trying. You scrape your knees and bump your elbows. I do, and you won't process. kiss my boo boos. I will not kiss your boo <laughs> um, So, but I think you're like a seven. You're working your way there. Um, and when I hit you with them facts, you get your mm-hmm. like. I can catch you really, really well. Like you're really good. Um, initial Tony, like mm. like immediate Tony, is not good at listening. He's like a strong four. Mm. a strong four. He's not very, very good at it because you, um, it's so funny. You like to think that you're really good at feedback. You're not because you're very, (laughs) you're emotional. I'm extremely emotional. And you take a lot of things, you take a lot of offense to things. Like Mm -hmm. things are like a personal attack. So you automatically, Mm -hmm. and it's not all, and it's never intended that way when a person presents them to you. Like it's always kind of like a, Hey, BT dubs, like we need to do X, Y, and Z, but you take it as like an immediate like offense. And like which is like crazy. So you automatically shut down because of that. So you're like a solid Or four. go on the attack. 
four go on the attack. Mm -hmm. So you're like a four. You hear nothing. Mm -hmm. All you see is red. And so, and so you're like not. It's more dead. gray. Oh. <laughs> like a dog. Um, so, oh, so no. <laughs> See, it's that quick wittedness. Like, that's what it is. Um, but that's no. not what that was. <laughs> that, my darling, was called T. <laughs> and it was black. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I would say a four. But you, you're improving, you're better. You're mm -hmm. doing good. I like it. Um, so, so Sean, so Sean, why, um, why is your rating so high? I don't know. I want to change it now. That I was a five. Point uh, three. It seems totally doable. <laughs> um, uh, I, I initially gave her a seven point five eight ish. Um, because she, she, I often tell her that she's not present. Like, I, I want her to be present. Mm -hmm. So I think when we're having serious conversations, she makes it a point to be present in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, really present. And that's why she actually listens. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we say the same thing, just totally different. And she'll pick up on it sooner than I will. So mm -hmm. I assume that she's listening to it because she does that. This. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so because you're the other half of the relationship, what do you think it would look like um, to earn a rating of 10? What would look different? Um, for her to earn a 10. Yeah, yeah for I'm, you to change your rating to 10. What, what would that look What like? would she need to do? Um, uh, I know that's like an on-the-spot question. Yeah, what would she have to do? I'm trying to think. Um, not... Not say you're being objective, but not actually being objective. Like, oh, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to say not being too emotionally attached to, like, if I'm saying something, because usually our conversations are, like, about politics or social economics or something like that. Like, something random. Mm -hmm. And... It's not a personal thing, but then she'll give, like, a personal example, but then she's like, oh, I'm being objective. I'm like, wait, will you are you really being objective? And then I, I find myself doing it as well, but then she'll get like, really like, no, you, this is what you're saying. Or like, I don't know. Ah, that was I, really hard. It is hard, but I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? I and then, and saying. then actually, Ooh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Erase all that. Erase all, that. erase all that. Erase all that. <laughs> Take away that Sean is saying it. And let it just be a person saying it to you. Because I think she... And seeing Sean saying it, it becomes personal. And mm. she knows me so well as a person that it becomes this personal thing when it's like, no, this is just a statement. This statement can come from anyone. Or I read this statistic somewhere, so it's factual. Hmm. And that's it. And even though I may say it with a certain tone, or I may project it a certain way, at the end of the day, it's a declarative sentence. That's all it is. Hmm. And yeah, instead that's of putting all the... No, it's like that whole thing, like when your mom tells you you're beautiful, and you're like, but you're supposed to say that you're my mom. Like, <laughs> you, need, you know, like, like I would like for other people to feel that way like kind of thing like that and so I, I if I could if I'm translating what you're saying correctly sometimes the fact that a statement comes from your mouth takes there's kind of like a psh, 
situation for a bit where like it's you guys are not sh- able to connect or it's or, like totally oh my gosh this is how you feel and this is and it's like no no no, 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 no it's no, just, I'm just a, presenting something to you right yeah now. it's just a statement and even though if it may sound cold or if it may sound way too objective or even if it sounds super personal it's just a you know this is just that conversation it's just a, a statement i'm not telling you my emotions we're not talking about emotions we're talking about a topic Hmm. You interesting. Know. We really don't get into intense. I don't like talking about my feelings, I so we really don't it. get into intense conversations. I'm very get, interesting. I'm right getting better at talking about my feelings. I'm so afraid of what she's going to say right now. Because uh, <laughs> I gave her an eight and then she gave me a five. So I will tell now you, that I said that, oh god! I will say exactly what you said in the very beginning. This is a safe space. <laughs> Oh my god! So we're good. And the we're idea, good right now. The idea is to be honest yeah, and yeah. relatable because that's what teaches people that this looks different for everybody, and there is no such thing as normal. That's very well, true. And also, I mean, again, part of our goal is to present to people like these things that y'all are dealing with mm-hmm. are the same things that Tony They're and dealing, I are dealing yeah. with. That everyone heterosexual couples Every, deal everything with. Everything that we're saying, everyone does it's it. Really, it's I really do. This is normal. Yeah. This is actually normal, and it doesn't matter if there's two vaginas in one household, or two <laughs> penises, or a penis and a vagina in the household, mm-hmm. uh, or a penis facsimile. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it is all the same. Thing it is, it's all the same thing, right? We all go through the exact same thing. Yeah. So, um, so that's the only reason that we're not trying to like have like this like Lisa moment where. <laughs> no, no, no! Like, I'm totally oh, I just, joking. I just I'm totally about joking. Lisa. Like these young people know who Lisa is. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, because I'm like, who is Lisa? No, I don't the know talk show host <laughs> or uh, Ricky Lake. Oh, Ricky Lake. Like, like, there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, got me there at the Ricky same Lake. time. Like, Jerry Springer would have been a good. I, well, but he already references. I like Ricky Lake. Yeah, Ricky Lake. Okay, I'm Oprah. Everyone knows Oprah. That's true, but I ain't giving away shit. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all drinking our wine. We are I drinking. We can you get a H one. You get a wine. We're all drinking wine. All you, drinking and wine. you get a refill. I yes, because you're empty. So uh, I, am, I am empty. God. That's why you don't like talking about your feelings. You were going to say. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm that sorry. was good. That I was just quick. took Sean out. Arshay really no. loud. I need to swallow. And I need no, but I actually relate to you a lot, Sean, in that sense, because I'm I'm not a very emotional human being. I Oddly enough, like anybody who, I think anybody who would see me from the outside would think that I was this like overly dramatic really emotional gay man that was like all about the theatrics and I'm I'm very pragmatic and I'm very black and white when it comes to things so like for me it's very simple like you did this I felt this way it needs to stop <laughs> and like and that's just how I process things or if he presents something to me it's usually it's oh my gosh that wasn't my intention like I'm usually like very much like I like I don't just so you know when when you felt that way, this is what I was actually trying to do, but I can understand how it was misconstrued or or how you took it a completely different way, and I will try to be better at doing that going forward. But I don't put a lot of emotions into things. I'm not a very emotional human being. Yeah, it's interesting. We don't really talk about 
our feelings left. Maybe I don't know. Ooh, that's I know so they, not lesbian. I know they. I know, right? We just break all of the molds, but it's not. We don't really. No wonder the community doesn't accept you. <laughs> oh my god! I thought that that's all you guys did was like take baths and talk about your feelings. Wait, 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 wait. How long? How long before you moved in together? Now that one should not be debatable. That should be easy. <laughs> We moved in I together mean, last year. Last year. So, so about two we years? just made a year in the apartment in October, in November. November. So, yeah. so, so two plus years. That's not. So we're, we're on a year either. and a half. <laughs> One year and a half. Exactly right. So yeah. we went through this whole thing before, and then, and then we were like, okay, we came out, and then we were just like enjoying that part of just being able to still do us and have fun at the same time and not think about it, especially, especially at in my home. Because my mom knew, so I feel like I didn't have to hide her presence in my house, my like or my mom's house. Very different. Mm. Um, and yeah, we didn't spend much time in her mm-hmm. house. So, so <laughs> Sean but we or t- Shayla, we talk about politics. We really don't talk about your feelings. emotions stuff. So when you just said that example, it was so interesting because we never, we never, we have never said that yet. Even what? when we speak about our emotions, it's always very like you're telling me how you feel, and I'm like, wow. I speak about my emotions. I think you don't you don't talk about yours, but you are not aware that you deliver your emotions. Interesting. You try your best. Good observation. You try your best (laughs) to convince people that you are not emotional. No, with people I'm not. When with people I'm not, with you, you you see me at my most vulnerable. You're my lover. You're my partner. You live with me, so you're going to see it regardless whether I I have a guard up or guard down. Hmm. I think though. You can tell still when someone is passionate about something and the way that they talk about it. So even if it's not me, and, and that's that's why I found the statement that you just made so interesting and mm-hmm. like intriguing because I'm like, is she trying to like psychologically psych herself out of the fact that when she speaks, no, I get very passionate, right? Because you clearly feel a certain type of way about the context of what you're talking about, right? Which means. At least the way that I see that, it's like, I can see that that matters to you. But it's just the way that I'm Or the passion about the, the, the passion about, like, this is the point of view I'm giving. So, of course, it's like my opinion on it. This is like, even if I'm giving a fact or statistics, I'm using those to validate my argument in whatever the context of the situation is. So I think, I, like, when I'm listening to you... I think sometimes a lot of the reasons why I'm not listening is because I'm actually amused at the ability to be able to do that. And I, and I use amused specifically mm-hmm. and not entertained because it's it's an intriguing thing. And I'm just like, it's so interesting. You can think that you're doing one thing and you can convince yourself that you're doing one thing. And I'm visually watching you do something completely different. Hmm. So... In summation, you say I'm projecting. That's what that's what you just said. No, this podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but 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 pretty much that's what what that's what you're saying. But for me, that that's why I say it's just how I function. What's the point of talking about it if it doesn't mean anything to you? And I, you could ask my cousins, you could ask my family. I'm just a passionate person when I talk about things. So I remember um, a couple of decades ago, my mom was talking um, about how all too often she's always misunderstood because when she talks about something, she talks about it very passionately. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that like raises her voice or mm-hmm. her expressions get like a little bit more dramatic and That's intense and stuff me. like that. And people 
will assume that she's an angry black woman because when she's talking about something, she gets fired up behind it or that she's yelling. But mm -hmm. it's not that she's yelling or she's not angry or she's not like intense behind it. She's just presenting something and the, and she's sometimes very theatrical behind it mm -hmm. and it gets misread. Um, and so not to try to speak on your behalf, Shayla, but I I think some or or yours at all, Sean. No, I think I that sometimes what happens is maybe Sean is presenting something in that theatrical manner that presents to you like she's trying to convince herself of something, but doing something completely different. But like, and Sean is just literally trying to express something, and it's just getting it's just all getting misread and discombobulated in its presentation. I don't know if that made any sense or what I, I mean, said was it's even right. Sense, yeah. But I'm just like sometimes like those things happen because I know sometimes I present things to my husband. He so Tony laughs because I'll try to like I'm like oh something happened at work and I need to call him and talk about it and he is like you called me at work to talk about our plans for tonight. Butter. <laughs> butter oh <laughs> and for me like it's like I just needed to talk to him and I needed to share it with him I didn't want to talk about it over text and I just mm -hmm. needed to have, like share this moment and like have this conversation with him about it and he's like I'll talk about it when we get home <laughs> like yeah, kind of thing like that. that and there's that like disconnect where I'm like wait is what I, did he just essentially tell me that what I said was stupid <laughs> like <laughs> You like, convince yourself. Not stupid. You convince yourself something wait. completely. <laughs> oh my god! It's just crazy. Like, it, but it's just like that happens. That's the, like misreading of the situation, yeah. right? Where like I'm presenting it, and he's like, "You're talking about butter very intensely," and this <laughs> is a conversation that we could have at home. And I'm like, "But I wanted to tell you no." But you know what's interesting about that? It's kind of like when you hear people. Um, I get the total opposite. And extreme of that because I I don't think everyone would see this in particular who knows me, but I am an extremely, extremely uh, sensitive person. So I, I am extremely that. emotional. And so the way that I have learned to cope with that in life is to just um, like learn to control yourself, like learn to control because no one's ever going to see your side. In my, in my experience in my life is no one's ever going to see a side, right? Because we're all walking around looking for someone to see our side. Well, but we all have our own side. So it's like listening versus hearing, right? Yeah. And so it's interesting that as, as I kept getting older, like in, even in a relationship, a lot of times I'm listening and, and I'm accepting of her in the way that she's saying it. But I don't think she has yet to come to that yet. Mm. She hasn't well, seen it yet. That's kind uh, of I, on. That's I, kind of on par with our episode about disagree to agree, not agreeing <laughs> to disagree. Right? It's definitely started saying that lately. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the reason it would spark that was that I was going to go from that into the idea of like when you would hear people when you were younger, and you I don't know when I was growing up, I would hear like my uncles or the men in the family say she just liked to argue to argue. Why even hear other women say that? Like, mm -hmm. she just starts arguments just like... And I'm like, I wonder if that's a mechanism for feeling. If you feel like you're not an emotional person. That you need to you need to talk about something that sparks something so that you can make sure that the other person is feeling something because you're feeling and you don't want to feel like you're the only person feeling alone. Sure. You know, like, you know, it's or been like scenarios... Or people passionate, and I've, I've felt this before, where I'm sharing something and 
the person shows that they're listening by giving an example that's personal to them, and then it becomes all about them. Mm-hmm. Are you really listening? You gave an example that you were listening, but it came right back to you. So maybe if I say it more passionate and give another example of passionate, and you're like, whoa, you were kind I will, of... Spicy. I will tell it's you, like, I'm guilty, that's the way the person understands that. I'm guilty that. of that. I'm very, very guilty of that. And it's not because I'm not listening. It's because you're listening. Trying, totally. It's because like, I am listening, and I'm trying to find... And you're taking it find, personal. My dad used to be that. so guilty of this, because when growing up, I was, a, I, like, I was in performing arts, right? Mm-hmm. So I sang, I danced, I did all that stuff like that, right? So whenever I would come to my dad and talk to him about things that are going on with school, he would automatically turn it into a basketball euphemism, right? Where he would be like, oh, it's like when you need to practice your free throw like you need to get good at shooting free throws so you need to go so all good. the time and practice your free- and I'd be like but I'm not talking about free throws <laughs> like I'm talking yeah. about my ability to do runs yeah. like and he'd be like but he's like but you don't get it Marco like you have to it's the same thing if you want to get good at something if you want to mm-hmm. have good statistics on the free throw line you have to be able to practice your free throws yeah. so that when it comes time for the performance you know that you have that, and and, and he was it, giving it from his foot because that's the only, that's the only way that he could relate he to un- it. Exactly, exactly. That's the only way he could re- relate to. It. So I am very guilty of that, and anyone who knows me or talks to me about anything will understand that I do it. I try not to bogart the conversation based off of that. Do you said where I'm like now talking about my shit, but I kind of say, mm-hmm. oh. I do that X, Y, and Z kind of situation to do that. But that happens. But it is because I am listening. Yeah. I am paying attention and I'm trying to say, mm, I don't necessarily do that, but I do do it this way. Like, so I could see that. So it's let me, like relatability. Yeah. So let me ask um, you, Shayla. So why was your scale so high? My scale was not I okay. It was not low. You guys just want, it was, I was it just, was not low. I just no, want to Sean, Sean made a you know our, people, have, people have to do this. Sean made a motion like it was low. <laughs> Here's the thing: it's not at the high end of the range. It's still high. It wasn't a four. It wasn't a three. It wasn't a two. It wasn't a one. So why is it as high as it is? I just would like to say that you said on a scale from one to ten. So mm-hmm. in my mind, when I see one to ten, I don't see low to high. When mm. I see one to ten, I see left to right. Mm. Okay. So you saw so in the middle. Five, five is in the middle. Okay. And five to me was like there is the way your so brain much. Works, Shayla, I'm telling you, so that's why it's like a sexy brain 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 man. I love. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm with her. And left to right, in the middle, in the not A B C, and the B in the brain is so fascinating. I have no reference for the only reference I have from one to ten, possibly being from like this, like. One is at the bottom, and that being associated with low, and ten being high is uh, uh, X Y axis like math, math problem. Mm-hmm. Other than that, <laughs> all throughout my childhood, anything that was number based was on a number line that went left to right. Okay. Besides a ruler that, like, if they were measuring your height, but whatever. <laughs> so when I think one to ten, welcome to my life. No. Now I get the sexy comment. <laughs> one to ten I think literally left to right so I'm thinking like where like where middle. is she in this whole like spectrum right mm-hmm. and I feel like she's in the middle somewhere like like she knows how to listen and she can listen and sometimes she does listen and sometimes she doesn't so if there's sometimes and sometimes I mean she's kind of in the middle and I think 
There's a lot of like growth for listening because I think a lot of times is as much as she gives me we're all the the realities we're all kind of really the same and and different defense mechanism ways we're all the same we're all looking in mirrors at each other mm-hmm. and I feel like she'll tell me I'm doing these things like she you know, she's like would tell me this is what you're doing this is what you being this and you're not listening you're not even present and you're not and then when I speak I feel like she's listening to herself talk I'm like you literally just said exactly what I said and it like you you gave you it's like you listen to someone and then like you're like oh i.e. the way for me for her it might be that I bring it back to me because the way I know how to understand it is to bring it into my world process it for me what reference do I have for that sort of metaphor or understanding oh it's like I'm going to give an example for her she might see that as I'm making it all about me or I'm bringing it back to me Mm -hmm. but the opposite is I can say something to her and she will counter it as if she's giving me a whole nother argument and say exactly the same thing, just in a different way of giving it. That. And then I'll be looking at her like you just said the same thing. And and that's the part that frustrates me because then I'm like, we're having this, this is getting, es- this is escal- escalating for no apparent reason. <laughs> this is escalating because you're not understanding that I'm actually having a discussion with you and not an argument. I'm not looking to challenge your intellect. Guilty. Tony does it. Tony's really good at that. Tony, like, where so I'll that's say why something, I'll present it's something, and like Tony will I... be like, he'll literally give the exact example that I gave, and he'll be like, did, did you just hear what I... <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that moment you're just like... like but, but and he'll be like, say it, and oh, say it, if we don't get it, it's super convoluted, we're going to be like, well, let me explain it this way, because we're still listening, but... They're words, and people use words differently. So sure. it's you the same, and that's the reason. So sometimes said. when you say, "Sean, we're saying the same thing," I'm like, "But you said one to ten. That means low to high." And you're like, "No, one to ten goes left to right, and it's all how it's people different. understand." No, Tony it. does that. Tony, I would have. I always Tony. <laughs> Tony's, 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 this is going to be terrible. No, Tony's Mr. <laughs> literal. Tony's. I remember I had a friend. We went on a trip to Miami. And we were with a really good friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, and she said that she had accidentally slept with somebody. And Tony was like, "You can't do that." Minutes, I, like There's I'm talking too many like steps. twenty minutes later. Tony's like, "Wait, I'm still caught up on this whole like accidental sleeping with one another thing." Like, There's no way that you could accidentally sleep with one another. It's and like you like, should have just started with guys I fucked up. Well, and we're like, but Tony, <laughs> but like we're not, we don't mean that like, oops, we're having sex. Like we mean like, <laughs> we mean it's like, ooh, I never went there with the intention of having sex and then it ended up happening and I didn't want it to happen, but I did want it to happen and it just was like, That's not accident. the definition of an accident. <laughs> But that's what it means. But Tony's like Mr. Literal. So like if it's not literally yeah. placed in a sentence for I it, do that at times really as well. Like when she's talking and I'm just like, well, you said this word. So that means <laughs> this. Tony. And she's just oh like, God. oh, my God. No, I don't mean it that way. I meant it. Da, 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 da. And oh, my God. An I have to do that. And that's because in her mind, she doesn't want to feel anything when we're talking. So it no, becomes no. Hey, now you're an all star. Flag. It's not that I don't. I'm. I'm going to correct you. It's not that I don't want to feel anything. I didn't even finish the statement. I, so you're but, the, just starting so, it out. Shayla, with, I don't. You want to gave feel. her a five. Mm-hmm. Why was that so high? 
Well, I don't think that question applies to you. Why did I mean? Why did you give her a five? And what would you? Oh, I told you. I said because I feel like she knows There's how to no listen. She already knows. She already listens sometimes. And you need more. There's always room for growth. So, what could she do to get herself to that ten? For you, nothing. Okay. I'm really not expecting someone to set a ten. That would be very freaky to me. I would not be interested in that person. Oh, I love this. Because then I have, that means I have to live in the shadow of someone who is, quote unquote, like perfect. Like, how do you live with someone who doesn't identify with error? Oh my God. That's weird. She's so brilliant. I love this brain. I love this brain. No, that is a fantastic answer. I, it's true. Or is it genius so she never has to work on herself? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that is genius. I'm always going to work on myself. I'm evolving forever. I, and you know what? That is life. Life. Else the one thing you do in life is work on yourself. And you'd be like, bitch, please. <laughs> Shayla says really, and you're like, right. no, nah, I believe her. Right. She's like literally giving herself tutorials every single day. I believe uh, yes and no. <laughs> I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I feel like you literally. I think that's my ego battle. Okay. I think people should be more honest about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love this. That's episode seven oh one. I like it. Mm-hmm. Point to have her over here. <laughs> Point three. So, Sean, do you agree with her rating of you? Um. Yes. In the way she explains it, because I was listening. <laughs> yes. It's very and that, true. It's and right. that was shade. And, <laughs> and that was black. Uh, <laughs> um. In the uh, yeah, from the middle. Yeah, from a middle standpoint, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. There's room for growth. Do you agree with her rating of you, Sheila? I was I was shocked, actually. I didn't think it was going to be so high. The way she's like... The way she kind of scolds me. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The way she like is constantly like, well, you're not present and you, you're not listening to me. Like I feel like that's all I ever hear. So... Then I was you, really then you know shocked. What? You used a key word. That's all you hear because you're not listening. Because I compliment you, and you don't know how to take a compliment. You're learning no, you now really how don't. to take a compliment. So if you're so used to having a guard up when you hear a compliment, you never hear the good things. You never listen to the good things. I say a great deal of good things about you because I admire you and I love you. I, I actually do hear the good things. But we were talking well, about. I don't know. We were that talking about that. Let's think about it. That's we were talking about here. <laughs> and I just, I know it's, it's, if somebody said like, what's something she constantly talks about that is, and of course you learn, you listen to that extra because it makes your lover or your partner feel upset and you don't want them to be upset. So if it's something that bothers them and you're like, okay, I need to try to figure out how to deal with this. Or unfortunately the reality is, Maybe this is a two-way working on ourselves thing. Like, it could be me meeting you halfway and that your partner or lover also coming down from their expectation because you're a person. You know, this idea that someone has to meet, like, you know, it's kind of like when people have uh, stipulations, you know, this is the relationship and this is what I expect. and, And it's kind of like... You're like, geez, like, God, I mean, I don't know if I want this job anymore. You know, it's like sometimes the expectations and stipulations and and relationships, the person who feels like, like, no, because I'm worth this and I'm not selling for anything less. It's like, 
that's insane because you could literally have a person that loves you to death right in front of you. And because you're so busy wanting them to jump up to your ladder, but they have amputated legs, you're not willing to actually come down some to meet them. And they're like, I got arms. I can use my arms to get there halfway, but I'm going to get tired because I don't have legs. Hmm. I or you get love the way her like brain. You get the I, Yeah, her brain is pretty beautiful. It's a, <laughs> so brilliant, and it's so fascinating. This is she again is. another one of the. Uh, I mean, of course, we wanted to have Sean on here too, but I one. I love. <laughs> this is great. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to like fuck that. up Sean's ego. No. Um, next week we'll. <laughs> Talking about her hygiene in <laughs> no. Shayla, you're amazing. Next week we'll have no. Shayla's fucking awesome. No, I just <laughs> no, love talking no, about her. No. I didn't want Sean. I didn't want Sean to think that she's left out. Of course, I love Sean. We adore uh, Sean. That sounds really genuine. Okay, <laughs> next clip. Of course, we love Sean. So yay, Sean needs it, guys. Yeah, come on, party after this give it to Sean. Shayla, you're great. Let's get Sean. Day. Yeah, Sean's here. Um, <laughs> no, of course we love you. You know that. But I, every time I talk to Shayla, I find like these whole other ways of like thinking about shit that I've never once thought about. You're not and, like, stealing, my lady. I, I, I know. He's like, you're ready to bust this, I'm out. I'm not here right now. It's all right. <laughs> Every since I saw her, <laughs> I was thinking about going on a self voyage. I don't think I should do this at this point. Like, <laughs> I want to have people passing out like the Michael Jackson concert. No, I hate you. Walk to get in the one train. She, and bitch, like, ah! bitch, you ate the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I would like to be. No, but I love it. I mean, I we, we went to a brunch and I was like, that bitch is so. Just the way your mind works is like yeah, so fascinating, and I just love the examples and the metaphors and things like that that you give because it, like, I really do feel like they are attainable. Like, it is just really, really great. So, kudos to you for being brilliant. Um, <laughs> so, thank you. I'm supposed to be working on accepting. I had to. I had to make it sound like I was being slightly shady so that Sean felt good about herself. Um. So <laughs> on to the next. Oh, one. incredibly good looking and talented oh! I'd be really uneasy I didn't know that bitch wasn't affected by that <laughs> Jesus Christ so, so I mean really quickly where do you guys so your ability to listen your ability to be so insightful your ability to like relate to one another where do you think that that stems from where did you learn that skill I will tell you that my ability to listen, because you guys are thinking, I will tell you, and I'm trying to close up some of the silence. My ability to listen essentially came from my necessity to rebel. (laughs) I Hmm. needed to go against the grain. And if you ask my family, I needed to do the exact opposite of what I was taught my entire life. So because of that, I got myself... I I put myself in positions that made me experience life sometimes a little bit harder. So so I was able to empathize and or sympathize with people because I was like, yeah, I've been there too, girl. Or, ooh, tell me about your struggle so I can avoid it as well. Like, do you Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, those Mm -hmm. things, like, ended up happening. And so I found myself listening a lot better because of those things. 
Um, that's my experience. You specifically mean for our relationship? Sure. Like what taught you? What taught you how to be the listener that you are today? The five and the seven, or however you see yourself, or the eight. I think you said seven point five eight. That's such a um, life. Oh, what taught me how to be a listener? I wanted people to listen to me. I wanted someone to listen to me. Like, how can you, how can you want someone to listen to you if you're not already listening to other people? But do you understand that sometimes wanting to be listened to gives you, makes it impossible for you to listen to other people because you spend so much time trying to get everyone to see you that you have no time to see other people. Interestingly enough, though, I was spending my life listening to people. Okay. So I think that was why I was yearning to just have that special person in my life. Like, I, I needed someone to not just listen to me, but also to trust what I was saying was just something that I needed to get out. I didn't need you to pity me. I didn't need to be, uh, I mean, it's nothing wrong with a hug or like, you know, to see, to feel that like someone say it's okay for you to feel these things. But I really just wanted to go somewhere far away where someone would be there. And they would understand. The crazy thing is, I actually, I wanted them to understand through telepathy. Hmm. I wanted someone to understand without me having to tell them. Because all I did was listen to everybody else and their problems in my life. So if I could think of the root of, uh, so I, that's weird, because then it became, you are so used to being the person that everyone comes to, to talk about their problems, that you do become this kind of like, Oh, I know what this person needs. They just need an ear. So let me just hear. Hmm. And yeah, you're not listening because you build up a tolerance that says, I can't keep listening to everybody's stuff or else it's no way I'm going to be healthy. It's no way. So you, but you're there because sometimes for some people, when you're not in a relationship and it's just like either friendships or something, sometimes people just want someone to listen. That people pay therapists to do that. They're not really looking for the therapist's input. They're just looking for somewhere to go to vent and to rant so that they can express how they feel to someone who is not going to be judgmental to it or be uh, scolding about it or whatever, to basically be that person that's not going to be what everybody else around them has been. And unfortunately, a lot of the times it is our parents because we're all fucked up by our parents. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. You know, so it's like, I think, I think my... Desire for listening came in combination with, like, this idea of, like, no one can read your mind, Shayla. Like, you can't read somebody else's mind, so you have to start listening to them. And and when you're listening to them, I think even that's limited. Like, we listen to people and we listen to what they say instead of actually listening to them, listen to what they say, watching what they do, like, actually looking at their mannerisms, looking at, like, like actually, it sounds messed up in a way, but, like, studying them. Because mm. some people will still come and vent to you if they trust you, but they still won't tell you the honest, honest truth. But you can still read certain things through them. Yeah. And some people don't know the truth, so it's not like they're withholding it. Yeah, they just, right, might not know what to say, but they might be able to deliver that with emotion or mm -hmm. body or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think, I think of that, and I, honestly, I think the root of it is my grandmother just being like, I grew up in a household where you were a kid. You didn't have say-so. You listened. 
And if you didn't listen, you was going to get your ass beat. <laughs> I didn't. I admired all the people in my family. I did not want to disappoint anyone. Mm. I did not like the feeling of disappointment. I did not like the feeling of being like, I'm getting a beating. It wasn't even about the pain. It was about, if you're beating me, that means I did something to really hurt you. Mm-hmm. To make you feel like you have to beat me. I get that. So I didn't want that feeling. So mm. I, I listened. I, that's so interesting. And I understand that that happens. I never cared. I never cared. I did me. And I always felt like people didn't understand me. And that's the reason why. Is that you're so outside your mind or outside my mind that you're doing what you know to do. And that's fine. But once I leave here, don't expect me to come back. Because I'm doing for me. Not for you anymore. That was always my thing. But I understand that. Oh, see, I totally get what you're saying. I understand I never wanted to disappoint I understand that. I cared way too much about them. Way too much. I... It's not that I didn't care about people. It's that I cared about me more. Like, me in terms of, like, my mental healthiness. Mm. What I did for me. Like, what made me happy. That was more important than anything. So that's just super interesting. Anyways, Sean. Um, Sean, where did you learn yours? How did you learn to listen? Mm. Are you listening right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Um, it started out with wisdom. I always loved the idea of having wisdom. I was always around people that were older than me. Even mm-hmm. my, my friends, my brother, my mother. Whether I was learning from his mistakes or other people's mistakes it was always um this idea of gaining wisdom and when it came to friendships and and relationships it went to love if you love a person and you want to love them unbiasedly and unconditionally you listen because that's the only way to study them other than watching their actions, because someone could show you better than they can tell you. But if they're actually taking the time to tell you, you listen, because you'll learn from that. Exactly, Halo. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, just, it's, so it's out of love. My, me listening to her is not even out of disappointment. It's, to me get, it's me getting one step closer to helping her become her best her. Mm. Mm. I love it. That was a good answer. Um, no, that was a really good answer because it was it, it was a selfless answer, and and that's what I think is like amazing about it is like there was no ego, there was no self involved in it. It was it was all about you wanted to be the listener because it was genuine. You actually cared about bettering other people, mm-hmm. or uh, just helping her. You know, yeah. in, that, <laughs> in that journey that's in oh. mind. It's brilliant. Well, ladies. We've reached our end. I know. Now it's time to say goodbye (laughs) to our life. (laughs) But before we do, is there anything that you want to promote? Anything you want our listeners to know about? About you and what you're doing, your work, your endeavors? Yeah, can we follow y'all anywhere? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. You can go first because you have multiple. (laughs) Platforms. I said what they were earlier. There's Styler. That is S T Y L dot E R for me as a person. And then the other is S T Y L dot U R 
and that's more of my uh, being John Malkovich. Oh, I was waiting to hear what <laughs> sort of. It's all of her creative projects behind the camera, which is yeah. amazing. I like it. It's like seeing through my eyes. It's brilliant. Well, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Uh, Sean, uh, Sean underscore Gooden. So that's S H A W N underscore G O O D E N. That's all. Me, Sean, as Sean, and my stand-up and my performances and my films and stuff and my day-to-day of being ridiculous and all of my artwork, my paintings, my drawings are Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Gooden, G-O-O-D-E-N, underscore. So, same name, just underscore in different places. places. (laughs) Y'all are just so multifaceted. I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thank That's you. Interesting. We're going to have to have a conversation about that because I'm all into projected verse, and I really love using the uh, symbols on keyboards to do things. So your movement of the underscore has meaning, and we will be discussing <laughs> that after this. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you all you for very so much, much for being here. Thank, thank you for your you. insight. We love you. We are going to take a short break, and when we get back, we've got some listener situations for that ass. TTFN. Hey everyone, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your Wednesdays. If you love relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship for even more relationship content and information. And if you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your questions on air and do our very best to share our thoughts and offer guidance based on our very own experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated. And from the bottom of both of our hearts, we want to thank you. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance whether you take it or not. (laughs) Nasty. (laughs) All right, our first one uh, is titled Relationship Questions. (laughs) I hope I read that right. Um, Hi, guys. Love the show. I was wondering what your advice would be on the following situation. I've been dating this guy, sort of a new thing. We were recently intimate for the first time, and I discovered something. He is so vocal during sex, like he talks a lot. It turns me off a bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't talk dirty during sex, um, but it's just so jarring for me. He seems like he he seemingly likes to talk dirty, but sometimes something about his dirty talk seems so out of character for him. Almost like he says these things because he feels that he should. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I honestly will sometimes start kissing him to get him to stop talking, or I'll put other things in his mouth to do the same. Oh, 
I'm a little hesitant to address it because, like I said, it's new, but I don't want to be caught in a situation where there's something that turns him on and turns me off. I like him a lot, and I'd like for both of us to truly be ourselves and enjoy the sex we have together. What do you think the best way to handle this would be? Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, my immediate response is you said this was the first time you had sex. Isn't the first time you have sex with someone always awkward no matter what? Like, isn't there like a bit of it that is strange and weird and getting to know you and kind of funny? Sure, but it sounds like he's pulling out varsity level sex capades from the very, very beginning. If he's already really, really vocal from the very beginning then that just leads me to believe that there is going to be some, like, college-level stuff that's getting ready to happen. I don't know. I think, I mean, I appreciate direction, feedback, um, cheering on. I think those things are uh, very helpful in sex, and I think it's better than the opposite, which is bib lettuce. Um. (laughs) No, but, I mean, I think that there's a difference between, like, right, like, it sounds like he's very vocal, not just, like, giving direction. It sounds like he's, like, literally writing a screenplay. Right, but again, this is the first time, so he's vocal. So some of it you think is okay, some of it is jarring, you think is fake. Can you really parcel that out and have an honest conversation with him if this is the first time you had sex? Probably not, but that could be your goal, is to sort of taper it over time and talk about it. Me personally, I wouldn't be getting naked with somebody that I couldn't have that kind of a conversation with, but I understand I'm in the minority in that one. Um, But I would say that you just have to give it some time to be able to have the conversation because you might like some of it, and he probably wants some of it, but those parts that seem inauthentic, those are the ones that I would focus on um, because it should feel natural, organic, whatever. Um, But there's techniques to this. I mean, if there are parts of it that you like, you can say, oh, I really like it when you part that you say that I like um, and ignore the parts that you don't like. Or when he does the things, I mean, there's this subtlety to human behavior that it just exists. When there's things that he does that you are okay with, be more responsive to that. And um, I don't know, aggressive, present, attentive, whatever you want to call it. And when he does those other things, be a little more disinterested. I mean, there's studies that show that the face you make during a um, when you're in the crowd of a presentation can actually direct the person who's presenting to come to your side of the room more or less often. And I would use that uh, same unconscious bit, um, which would, I think would be a lot more effective because it's just one person, not a whole crowd. But I, I would say try a couple of those things, the talking, the way you're responding. Um, you know, I, I would do that. Hmm. I, I mean, I feel like you are in a really great position in which if <laughs> this is the first time that this happened, like then, you know, you have the ability to figure it out and or direct it going forward. I think that there's something really cool about the ability be, to be like, um, I don't know, have some, uh, have some sexy talk that could lead into a little bit of foreplay that would give you the ability to move into what it is that you would like. You know, maybe this is his default, um, but maybe going forward, you can kind of uh, create you guys' like your new way of doing it together. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, maybe it's as, as simple as just having, like, a really, um, like, innocent conversation, like, from the beginning and, like, just saying, hey, so, like, let's talk about, like, what it is that you like during sex. Like, do you like dirty talk? How do you like your dirty talk? I'm not a huge fan of dirty talk. Like, maybe that's what you... Like, I don't normally like dirty talk, so I feel like I'm in, like, elementary school of dirty talk. So I think it would be really hot if you said things like... And then you guys could, like, go back and forth and kind of give each other... Not a script, but maybe, like, an outline of what it would... Yeah, like, of what it is that you would like. And then going into it, like, it could be hot because now you're doing it. Now you're giving the right voices, like, all of those things. And then you could move into it. Um, And it would be great. And I think, like I said, I think it could be a really great foreplay. Um, And, like, the ability to almost be the... The like you can almost be the conductor of your sex, which would be really really great. I feel like all too often people get into sex and they watch too much porn and they think that that's what sex is supposed to be like when they get into it. And so maybe that's what you're experiencing right now. Um, so give yourself the ability to like just talk to him and say, you know what, like this is what I really like, um, and this is like how I enjoy it. So like, what do you think about like that? And, and then see how you guys move into it. There you go. All right. The next one uh, is titled Shambles. Well, this, oh. this ought to be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, guys. I'm obsessed with the show and love you both. Aw, we love you too. Love you back. I've recently entered a long-distance relationship, and so far it's going really well. I'm sensing a butt. Okay. Um, some days it can get a little tricky and I find myself being super sensitive and easily upset by small things if we aren't able to communicate as frequently as we'd like. And I know it's because I'm just missing him a little extra on those days. I know you guys mentioned on the show before that you have also done the long distance thing. And I was wondering if you had any tips or advice on how to make the distance seem a little less distant. Well, that's very nice. Mm. Um, so... I mean, I think you hit on the most important point, which is recognizing where the issue actually comes from, which is missing him a little extra. It's important to know that that's what's going on. Um, You know, things happen, life gets crazy, um, but it's not... It's not a trust thing. It's not an intimacy thing. It's, It's literally, I'm missing you, and it's making me be a little weird. So... Do you have a minimum that you've agreed upon that no matter what happens, this is how frequently you all will talk or text? Do you have um, an agreement where you say you're not going to go more than three hours without responding to my text? And it's not that he can't or you can't do that. It's that when something comes up that would prevent you from doing that, you know that it's important to communicate it to each other. Like, hey, I'm going into this thing and then we're going to this and then we're going to do that. So I probably won't be free for about six hours. Just wanted to let you know I'll be thinking about you. You know, simple things like that. Um, But then also there's the part that you can take responsibility for, which is when you're feeling a little extra, do you have to share that with him? Or can you do something for you to make you not feel so extra? Um, So there's both. There's things you can both do. There's boundaries that you can set and expectations that you can have with each other. Um, And understand that even when you set good boundaries, life happens and you'll need to revisit those things. Um, But then two... Are there things that you can also do to sort of tend to your own needs when he can't? 
That's what I think. Yeah, I don't... Um, it's funny, long-distance relationships are always tough, and I think that there's just an extra element of communication that needs to be established for the long-distance relationship to end up making sense. Um, so I think it's really important for you guys to figure out what that looks like for the two of you. Um, I, my advice would... I mean, you're going to miss him. Distance is going to be a thing. You're going to miss him. Right. So... I, I would live in that and understand that that is a thing. Um, and then moving forward, I would just try to figure out what it is much to your point that you need or can accomplish during the, uh, can accomplish during those times that you do miss each other or miss him. I should say more specifically that would end up helping you out. Um, so, you know, Maybe when you're missing him, you watch a movie, you, you immediately put on a movie, <laughs> you know, so that you get your mind off of missing him that much. Or you're openly communicative and say, like, just wanted to let you know that I'm missing you right now. Hope you're having a good day. Like, and just keep that element of communication open. So then that way you guys know and establish the fact that this is what's going on in your and each other's mind and it makes it very sweet and loving and easy for y'all. Yeah, or what if what if you say, what is it that I want to tell him that I can't right now because he's not available? Who else can I tell that to? Well, I mean, yes, that would work. I don't know... It's not the same thing. It's not, but I'm talking about just tiding you over. I'm not talking about putting up with an absence or making a habit. I'm just talking about tiding you over because when I read things like um, a little extra and, you know, getting in your head and things like that, I assume that there may be certain behaviors that follow that feeling that you're not sharing with I'm us. I'm sure you're breaking maybe, <laughs> Right, that maybe you're not so proud of, like what you do end up saying to him as a result of feeling that way. Which is why I said from the beginning, I think it's really good and insightful that you say you know it's because you're missing him. Mm. So I would just I would just advise that if it's possible, when you feel like it, you can interrupt that process. And that's just one way. Yeah, I again, I think that it would just be really important for you to just find out, like, what activities, like, what are you doing to occupy your time? Like, just find something to occupy your time, because if you are sitting in your bed, laying in your bed, you know, sitting there just missing him, then that's going to be a problem. Mm. But if you have a dance class or you're going to dinners with friends or, you know, you're giving yourself the ability to, like, do things that are not giving you the opportunity to uh, mope around the entire time, I think that that would be super helpful and definitely give you a, a nice little outlet. So figure that out and see what's going on. There you go. Awesome. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Looking for your next favorite podcast? One that will teach you how to make millions with Bitcoin, help you lose those extra stubborn pounds, or make your spine tingle with a murder mystery? Stop searching and let Potable do the work. Potable is the only podcast player that learns what you love and recommends podcasts just for you. Import your favorites automatically and instantly discover new ones. Find your next favorite podcast today by visiting us at potable.co or download our app in the iOS app store. That's potable, P-O-D-I-B-L-E, and discover your story. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. 
Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and tell your friends. You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like for us to address here on the show. And if you're in the New York City area, please don't forget to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. We will be harassing your ears next week. And remember to listen or you'll be in deep shit. <laughs>